Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome to Meadowbrook Church Online, and I just want to say it is such an honor to be able to come into your home today and share God's Word with you, and I pray that that will be a real encouragement for you. As you can see, we are not in the church, and neither are you. I'm actually at home, and you're at home, and uh, with all of the uncertainty and shifting news and everything else with this uh, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, um, we're, we're adapting, adjusting, trying to be wise, keep everybody safe, and uh, do things in the right way. So I'm coming to you from my home, and it is an honor to be in your home today. Hey, before we get into the Word today, let's take a moment and pray. And I want to invite you, uh, each one of you, let's just lift our hands to the Lord right where you are, and uh, let's, let's pray before we get into God's Word today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that you see each one right now. Thank you, and we invite your presence into our homes. And I pray that you'd help us, God, and help families, help marriages, help all of us today in every way. And uh, we just receive your peace, and we hunger and thirst for you and for more of you. Teach us today. Speak to us your life-giving words. And uh, Father, I pray that you'd help me to deliver a message that would be helpful to these, your precious people. And we do pray, God, in the strong name of Jesus, that you would break this plague and silence this virus and God bring an end to this. Our hope is in you. We know that you will see us all the way through and we want to thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, again, it's an honor to be with you and, and to share God's word with you today. And uh, I just want to remind you that, you know, in the, in the midst of fear and uncertainty about many things, it's very important that we find and do the few things that help us and hold us. And church would be one of those things. And so don't skip church and uh, make sure that you're worshiping God. Turn up music in your home. Worship the Lord. Seek the Lord. This is not a time to not seek him. This is definitely a time to seek him. And you know the law. You know the rule that if you seek the Lord, you will find him. If you hunger and thirst, you will be filled. So it's an honor to be with you. And I want to share with you... Um, uh, a word that I believe I, I'm led to share with you today, and I pray that it would be a help and encouragement to you. Um, well, today begins Holy Week, and so here we are with coronavirus and the economic fallout, changes in travel and life and commerce and, and virtually everything. And uh, I felt it was just very important that we elevate the historic the spiritual, the eternal, that we elevate that over the present, the unpleasant, the temporary, and look at the bigger picture of, of really what is going on. And you say, well, Pastor, that's well and good that you want to talk about Holy Week, but I need some encouragement. Friend, I would tell you this, that the very source of our encouragement comes from what we commemorate uh, during, this, during this Holy Week. So for Christians, there are three biggies on the calendar, so to speak. You have Christmas, you have Easter, and you have Good Friday. And Good Friday, of course, precedes Easter. But uh, in there, uh, seemingly how we uh, kind of make a big deal out of it. It's 
Christmas, and then Easter, and then Good Friday. Well, today, Palm Sunday, begins Holy Week. And so we're going to commemorate today Jesus entering uh, the, the Holy City of Jerusalem. And then on Friday, I will have a webcast, and we're going to share and uh, just kind of honor what the Lord has done for us, Jesus dying on the cross for us on Good Friday. And then next Sunday is Easter. So make sure you're with us for Easter. Invite everybody you know uh, to watch and to join in uh, and celebrate with us that Jesus, our Savior, is risen from the dead. And we'll, we'll share that next week. Now, Palm Sunday marks the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And he'd been moving toward Jerusalem his entire ministry. This is a First time he'd been in Jerusalem since the very beginning of his ministry. And he knew that coming into Jerusalem meant one thing. It meant certain death. Death on a cross. And death on a cross is really just overkill. And when you add in the spiritual factor, this was not just death on a cross. This also adds in the curse. The curse of all sin that he bore on his body on the tree. Well, Palm Sunday begins that holy week. And uh, again, this is prophesied. This was... This is the intersection, this is the culmination of the whole grand plan of, of God's redemption for us. And it's so important that it's in all four of the Gospels. Well, I want to read to you from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 21. We'll pick up in verse 7. And it says, They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowds said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. So, my title today on Palm Sunday would be Hosanna. Why don't you just say that word, Hosanna. Hosanna comes to us from the Hebrew language, and it's transliterated. It's kind of spelled how it sounds from the Hebrew into the Greek, and then once again transliterated into the English. So that original Hebrew word and our word Hosanna sound very much alike. And by meaning, Hosanna means save us now. Save we pray. It's, it's, a, it's a cry. It's a prayer. But I, I want us to see that it's not just a, a plea. It's also a praise. It's not just a cry. It's also a, a declaration, a, a proclamation, if you will. So on one hand of it, it is save me. Help me now. There's an urgency to it. On the other hand of it, there's this confidence and this relief. It's like, here comes help. Help is here. And it's the same word, but I, I want us to end up there instead of the, the urgent, panicked, help me, save me, to get over to the place where we're saying, help is here. here. Here comes help. And we see that our help is in the Lord. Imagine if somebody pushed you off of a, a uh, high diving board and you don't know how to swim and you land down into the water. When you come up out from under that water, do you know what you're going to say in essence? Hosanna. You're going to say, Hosanna. You know, save me, help me, please. Because you can't swim, you can't save yourself. Now, keep that in mind. Because that idea of save me, help me, the urgency of that, over time changed 
into this idea moving from just a plea into a praise, from just a cry into a, a declaration, so that it's not just please save me, but it is, as I said, help has come, help is here. It's no longer just this fearful, desperate save me, but now it's a joyful, grateful, um, thank you, thank you, Mr. Lifeguard, so to speak. It, it is now uh, a declaration of, of confidence and of relief. Hosanna, Hosanna. Now, as we read in Matthew 21, I noticed something that I want to point out to you today. There are two groups, there are two groups mentioned in this passage. You've got the, the crowds and you've got the city. You've got the crowds and you've got the city. Now, the crowd, they were the ones creating the frenzy. They were all about this procession, this parade. They're shouting, they're waving palm branches, they're, they're laying things on, on the road before him, this regal entrance for this king. And then you have the city who sees and hears all of this going on, and they arrive, and they just kind of join in. You know, they just, hey, what is this explosion of emotion? And they kind of just, they just join in. And so they hear, Hosanna. They hear, that's what they hear, Hosanna, Hosanna, which says, save us. And so they arrive, and they say, yeah, that's awesome. You know, save us too. Because life was tough for them. They were under the heavy, heavy burden and the heavy hand of the Roman government in those days. And life was hard. So the city shows up and they say, yes, save us. Save us too. And then they ask this important question that I highlighted. And it says, so who is this? Because they hear the crowd saying, save us. And in essence, they hear this. Here comes help. Here comes the one who will save us. And so they go, yeah, us too. And then they want to know, well, who is this? So the crowd knew who this was. They knew Jesus. They, they said, this is Jesus, the prophet. And they knew him as rabbi. They knew him as a teacher. They knew him as a prophet. They knew him as a miracle worker. They knew him as a healer. I mean, just a few days before all of this, Jesus healed two blind beggar men. And that caused, wow, what a stir. And then, just days before this, uh, his friend Lazarus had died, had been buried for several days, and he raised Lazarus from the dead. And then a day or two after that, they actually have a banquet. They have a dinner with Jesus and Lazarus and, and some others. And can you imagine that? And so there was just this massive draw, you know, that, that people wanted to see um, Jesus and Lazarus, who was alive again. So the city says, who is this? And the crowd says, this, this is Jesus. And he's come to help us. He is our help. And they're saying, well, come help us too. They joined in with Hosanna. Well, Palm Sunday, as I said, begins this Holy Week. Holy Week, not worry week, Holy Week. And we're going to remind ourselves and commemorate and, and honor God for all that he has done. And this leads up to to Easter. And this week is the most important week in the entire history of the human, human race. So let's join in with the crowd in the city where the city said, who is this? And the crowd said, this is Jesus. He's the prophet. Well, I want to add that he's not just the prophet. He's a number of things that I think 
directly are relevant to where you and I are right now. So let's look at these. Who is Jesus? Hosanna. Help is here. Help is coming. It's Jesus. And what does this mean that who is Jesus? So let's remind ourselves of who Jesus is for us. He is friend. Jesus is friend. The Bible said he was a friend of sinners. He said, if he's a friend of sinners, then he can be my friend. He can be your, your friend. He befriends us. He's not a snob. He's not elite. He's not distant. He's not too good for us. He actually came down to be with us. I love this verse, John 1, 14, in the message paraphrase. It says, the word, Jesus, became flesh, look at this, and moved into the neighborhood. He moved into the neighborhood. He became our neighbor. He became our friend. And then in John 15, verse 13, Jesus said this, greater love has no one than this. This is the greatest love than to lay down one's life for his friend. Jesus demonstrated the greatest act of friendship and he demonstrated the greatest love toward us. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is also physician. Physician. Part of the massive draw to Jesus was that he was this healer and he would work these healings and, and miracles and people would come from everywhere. Now, this is the nature of God. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, it reads, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. He is our healer. He is our physician. And then in Luke chapter 4, Jesus goes into the, at the very beginning of his ministry, goes into the temple. He takes up the scroll of Isaiah and he reads the prophecy about himself that is now to be fulfilled, to be our physician, among other things. And it reads this way in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He reads, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Watch this. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Heal, it means to wrap, to bind up, to bandage, so to speak, the brokenhearted, those that are bruised and crushed and hurt. So this is not just physical healing. And thank God he is a healer. He can heal us physically. I've, I've had him heal me before. But sometimes there's a healing I think is even more important and more urgent than, than just physical healing. He heals in every sense of the word. He forgives our sins. Our souls were sick because of sin. Our life is broken because of sin and he heals us. He restores our sanity. He brings back peace into our emotions. Yes, he heals the sick and strengthens the weak and sets us free. The whole idea of his healing is wholeness. Jesus, our physician, makes us whole, spirit, soul, body, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. Jesus is also our teacher. He's our teacher and he has the words of life. You know, think about your best, your most favorite teacher that you had in school. Not only did you learn a lot from them, <clears throat> but here's the thing that made them your favorite. You knew they cared for you. You knew that they cared for you. And so not only did you learn, you felt that. And Jesus is that teacher for us. And not only do we learn from him, but we know that he cares for us. The Bible says multiple times in the Gospels that Jesus taught and the people were astonished. They were moved, not just by the information, but by everything going on. 
<clears throat> it's been said that you can live without food for approximately 50 days. I don't think I could do 50 days. That you could live without water for three to five days. That's what they say. And that you could live without oxygen for close to three minutes. It means you can't go very long without that. Second Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is God-breathed. It, scripture is God's breath. It's the oxygen for our life. And we simply cannot live without God's word. We can't live without Jesus being our teacher. Jesus is also our counselor. In Isaiah 9, 6, he is our wonderful counselor. And we all need a counselor. A counselor to encourage us, to guide us, to comfort us, to confront us, to remind us, to train us. It's been said that the more training you have, the less messes you make. And so he not only trains us, but a counselor also reminds us of our training. So truly there can be less mess in our life. Jesus is our friend. He's our physician. He's our teacher. He's our counselor. And Jesus is our savior. And I want you to think about that all this week and the rest of your life, but especially this week, Holy Week, Good Friday coming up. That Jesus is our Savior. Do you know what? A, do you know what a Savior does? A Savior saves. What does He save? He saves whatever you lay at His feet. So it's not just saving our soul and not just saving us for eternity. He's active. He's present. Is to save whatever we would lay before Him and lay at His feet. So Hosanna, Savior, save us. Save us from ourselves from the devil, from sin, from the troubles of this world, from all that's going on, save us or we're lost because you're the only one, you're the only savior, you're the only one who can save us. So just as they asked, who is he? He's Jesus. And he's not just the prophet, Jesus is, as I've shared with you today, he's our friend, he's our physician, he's our teacher, he's our counselor, he's our savior. And he's the only one who could be all of these things to us. And though right now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, it's by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Who Jesus said, I'll go away, but I'll send the Holy Spirit. And he will be for you in my absence and do for you in my absence what I would be and do for you if I was present with you. The Holy Spirit is with us and in us to be our friend, physician, our healer, our teacher, our counselor, and our savior. So I say, Hosanna. Yes, of course, help us, save us. But I also say it in this regard. Hosanna, help us here. Help has come. Jesus, our all and all. I hope you got something out of that. Hey, I wanna lead you in a prayer, sort of a declaration to receive this message. Why don't you just hold your hands out in front of you and, and just bow your head and let my prayer be your prayer. We'll make this available for you later this week online. But let's pray this together to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this holy week. In the middle of a season of fear and uncertainty and concern, I choose to elevate what you have done and who you are over all of this. I shout Hosanna today. I shout, save me, come and help me. Hosanna is my cry. It is my plea. But Hosanna is also my declaration of confidence and relief that you have come, that you are here, and you will help me. 
thank you that you are my friend, my physician, my teacher, my counselor, and my savior through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Hosanna, you are my help. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen and amen. Hey, before I go, real quick, this is important. That's who Jesus is. And if you've not received him into your life, you need to do that. And I want to help you to get that started by leading you in a prayer. So if you'll just take this prayer and make it your prayer, and it happens by a prayer, by believing, by accepting and inviting Jesus into your life. Jesus did all the hard work, all the heavy lifting. And what you and I have to do is just to believe and accept him into our hearts and into our lives. Pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. And Jesus, I need you as my Savior and Lord of my life. Come into my heart, come into my life, and be my Savior, be my Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Fill me and make me new. And help me now in my relationship with you, to walk with you, to grow in that relationship. And I thank you, Lord, as a result of you being my Heavenly Father, that now I have help every day in this life. And then when this life is over, I have a home in heaven forever. And I thank you for that now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, it counts. God honors it. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody right on your screen right now. You can. There's a feature where you can click and raise your hand and say, yes, I accepted Jesus into my heart and my life today. It's the greatest decision you can make. And here you, you did it at the beginning of Holy Week. Let us know about that. We want to get some information back to you. It's going to help you to walk with the Lord and grow in this relationship with your Heavenly Father. And I'm so proud of you that you've done that today. I'm cheering you on and I'm praying for you. Well, stay connected with us. We'll have so many things available for you all week long and all of our social media and our website. We're doing the very best that we can to let you know that God loves you and we love you and we are here for you and we will get through this. So I'm going to throw it back to Pastor Sean now. And uh, I just want to say thank you again for joining us. And peace to your house. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.